different place, all the same with a new face, with strange mysteries hanging in the air. People in their sane minds swear they see you today. Are you looking for the love they took away? Everyone knows that you couldn't bear the pain. Bone chilling greetings, everybody. Thank you so much for stopping by and making Paranormal Prowlers podcast part of your day. Those tunes that you just heard are, as always, courtesy of the amazing Bobby Mackey. And of course, I am your host, Tessa Morrow. This week, we find ourselves in Port Townsend, Washington. Take a stroll with me on Cleveland Street and you will find Manresa Castle, constructed in 1892. The original name was Isambes Castle, named after the original owners, Charles and Kate, for whom considered this grand 30-room mansion as their home. Charles, he was an extremely successful businessman, not only dipping his toes into the brewery and bakery world, but also into banks and hotels as well. People, they loved Charles. They respected the hell out of him, so much, in fact, that he was elected mayor, and he served three terms. Charles, he dies in 1902. His widow remarries and leaves the castle to start a new life with her new husband. The castle sadly sits abandoned for some time. In 1925, the property is sold and turned into a location for nuns to teach children. Ooh, I could hear those rulers hitting the desks already. No offense, folks. Totally just kidding. That doesn't last long, though, and in 1927, it's bought again and turned into a Jesuit college. Its name then changes to Manresa Hall. Doing my research and watching videos, I like to pronounce things correctly, and I heard some people saying Manresa or Manresa, so I apologize if I'm getting it wrong. Now, it's during the college years that it's rumored that a monk had lived here, and he lost faith and sadly committed suicide by hanging himself in one of the rooms. During World War I, it serves as a military hospital. And in 1968, it's converted into a hotel, and the name changes one final time to what we now know as Manresa Castle. A few years later, in 1973, it becomes a state park. Manresa is very active in hauntings. Now, I saw two different locations that the monk possibly hanged himself. Room 302 and the attic. So in room 306, people have felt a ghostly presence. Cold spots, they're experienced, objects, they will move all by themselves. And it's also in this room that they say a woman who was dealing with a broken heart, jumps out of a window. Visitors and staff have both experienced paranormal activity, including hearing disembodied footsteps in the empty attic, seeing apparitions, and hearing knock-like sounds. The front desk manager, a woman named Kimberly, she's been there for several years, 
under the old ownership and the more recent ownership. And she's seen apparitions of a woman and also experiencing the presence of what she described as a sad, unseen violinist. Doors, well, they open and they close all by themselves. Same thing with the lights. Off, on, off, on, yeah. The cafe here once served as a chapel. Strange happenings, they sure as hell occur here. One time a server was walking with a glass in their hand and it explodes. Didn't see or hear if they got hurt or not, but I really hope not. I hope they, you know, got past that unscathed. Glasses, they will turn upside down all by themselves. And there are a handful of resident spirits that call Manresa Castle home. Besides the monk, there's a lady in white. People who see her describe her as always wearing this beautiful Victorian-era gown, just wandering throughout the halls. Another woman is here as well, forever waiting for her true love. He had gone to war, and she awaited his return here at the castle. He never comes home. She receives word that he was killed in action. Heartbroken, the distraught woman takes her life by jumping out of her room's window. Many have seen ghostly children playing in the halls and oftentimes hearing children laughing. Rich and Haunts. I found several different accounts online that people have shared. On Seattle PI, I read about an experience about how in the 70s, a young man was part of the housekeeping crew, and he was on the third floor in room 306, and he had put a set of keys down on a nearby coffee table. When done cleaning, he turns around to grab the keys, but is shocked to see nothing on the coffee table. He looks up, and he sees the keys just about like 18 inches or so floating in the air, <laughs> like literally just floating there. As he is watching this scene unfold before his eyes, what one may see in a Ouija movie, the keys suddenly just fall hard back onto the table. The person sharing this story was told about this encounter by his own father. And guess what, you guys? It had happened to his father. So pretty cool stuff. And I just have to say kudos to him. I worked in the hotel business in housekeeping for not very long, about a year. And oh my goodness. And this was a nice historical old haunted hotel in Colorado. And it's like every time I went into a room that I hadn't been in before to clean for the day, I open it just praying to the hotel gods that everything is in order. You know, I've had a clean up, throw up in a sink, just just so many different things. It just like is cringy. It's like sometimes you feel like you're cleaning after a sorority party or a fraternity get together or something. But anyways, yeah, for all the people who are still doing it, uh, cleaning hotel rooms, thank you. <laughs> I know for me personally, when I visit a hotel, I leave the room spick and span. Like I'm 
making the bed, I'm cleaning, I'm doing everything I can to make it look great. So I know they still have to clean, but it's like they're not having to go out of their way to do super cleaning. So there we have it. On TripAdvisor, I found a couple of experiences that I thought were worth mentioning as well. While this individual did not have the best time here, it sounds, as they had room 302, which is considered one of the most haunted rooms here at Manresa Castle, or Manresa Castle, which is what they wanted. They actually had requested this specific room. But this person mentions how they were shocked at how expensive it was, that they were promised freebie stuff to kind of make up for that price. But once there, they were told that in order to get that free stuff, they had to upgrade, which is really weird. Maybe the person was new or something. I don't know. They didn't really get into that much detail about the specifics. One more thing they mentioned before I get into this haunting experience. They were told on the, from the phone that the castle is very close walk to town. And they, in this person's words, they said, unless you're a cheetah, that's very much not the case. And so just a quick example, my mom has this amazing rental on Airbnb called the Mermaid Cottage. Phenomenal, amazing. And I always tell people about the natural arch to go check it out because it is, it's awesome. And on the sign, uh, not a sign from my mom, but just like, I think it's like a natural national forest sign or whatever, it says one mile. And I kept telling people that. And somebody brought it to my attention saying it's actually like closer to four miles. If you're ever told, hey, this castle is close to town, According to this person who experienced it, they said it's not. So really just wanted to throw that out there. So now to the good stuff, the booze and the haunts, baby. That's what we're here for. Quote, at first we thought this room can't be haunted. We felt nothing. We went ahead and set up our ghost hunting gear. We went into town, we ate dinner, and returned back to our room. When trying the key, my husband could not get it to open. After several attempts, the door opens. When we entered the room, I was hit with this cold air. My husband, he didn't notice it, but I sure did. We were conducting some EVP sessions at 3 a.m., asking the ghost to move something, when the TV remote flew off the bed and landed some eight feet away. The door to the second bedroom closed itself. To top it off, while taking a shower in the morning, I felt something burning on my back. My husband looked at my back in horror, finding there to be three claw marks in an X pattern. That scared me. Off to breakfast in the dungeon we went. Back up to the room to pack, we felt a heavy feeling of dread. And then the nausea, it hit me. We packed in a hurry and left to check out. The castle is not cracked up to be what they claim in accommodations. The paranormal experience is something we won't forget. So, if you are into the paranormal, this place might be for you. If it's an elegant, relaxing atmosphere you seek, go elsewhere, unquote. And so, it's interesting. They, you know, I mean, they definitely got physical evidence being scratched. Been there. It's not fun. Uh, hopefully it wasn't too terribly bad of a scratch and it healed nicely. But like she said, you know, if you're into the paranormal, this place may be for you. 
But if you're looking for a calm, relaxing place to just kind of enjoy, then go somewhere else. And more and more these days, more people are seeking places like this that are haunted, paranormal, supernatural, hand in hand. Like for me, I would go to that place, but I might not pay all that extra money just to stay in one of the most haunted rooms. Another experience that I found on TripAdvisor was this, quote, We heard moaning when there was no one else around. We heard footsteps and something tapping the wall or handrail, but did not see anyone. Fingers stroked my friend's back while she was sitting on the love seat in our room. I walked barefooted into the bathroom, and after I stopped walking, I heard one more footstep. Our pendulum swung wildly when we asked questions. These were the experiences we were hoping for, unquote. They then share some things about the hotel, like how the elevator wasn't in working order, the room phone was also not working, and what have you. But they did end with this, quote, I gave a good rating because nothing beats a quirky castle and a paranormal experience, unquote. A handful of folks shared on haunted places, many involving the monk. One woman shared that she had been in the room below where the monk had killed himself and said she had heard what sounded like furniture moving around. And this went on for quite some time, ending finally around 4 a.m. She said that the temperature in the room would be fine and then suddenly it would get very hot, very toasty. Quote, I had a really creepy experience trying to sleep. I thought I saw a guy looking like he was from the 1920s smiling. This woman shares that she had no clue about the haunted history, especially regarding this room, that she only found out about it the following morning when she was in a gift shop reading about the hauntings and stuff from a book that they sell. So there we have it. Another mentioning of the monk she had stayed in the room below where it said the monk died, just like the first account I just read. Quote, All throughout the night, we kept hearing scraping sounds coming from above us. Unquote. She shared that it finally stopped around 5 a.m. She says the following night, they heard crying sounds. They went into the hall. They stopped and listened at each door. But all was silent. Either the rooms were vacant or the people were sleeping. Meanwhile, one man shared that while here at the castle, nothing paranormal took place. But once he got home, weird things began to happen, like his alarm, which he had set for the following morning going off at the stroke of midnight. The TV would also turn off and on by itself, and it wasn't just one time, but for a span of several days. So, that's pretty eerie. Sounds like something followed him home. I have a couple of amazing friends who live now in Washington. They're from there, but they had lived in Tombstone, and that's where I had met them. They actually, for some time, owned one of my favorite haunts, Watton Tarbell Mortuary. Anyways, I asked one of the gals 
if she lives near there. And she said yes, not too terribly far away. And that she plans to investigate it sometime. And that she had been there before and that it was rather a negative energy. I've been going through problems this week with my dog. He was very ill, even urinating blood. He's doing better now, keeping an eye on him. But I was not on top of things podcast-wise like I maybe should have been. But my dog jumped up the list on the high priorities. But anyways, uh, so unfortunately, I should have asked my friend this several days earlier, but I asked her last night about Manresa Castle. And uh, she does have stuff to share. I didn't want to give her a less than half a day notice. So she will be on at some point to talk all things spooky with me about the castle and hopefully other places as well. This week's special city shout outs go to Segoville, Texas, Guatemala City, Guatemala, Byram, Missouri, Flowery Branch, Georgia, Makassar, Indonesia, and Inglewood, New Jersey. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Listen to the others. They're all phenomenal. Haven't heard every single one yet? Oh, really? There's no need to fret, my friends. You can binge listen right now by heading on over to any of those spectacular platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Downcast, Player FM, Blueberry, Basically, wherever you may roam to listen to your other spooky podcasts, you'll probably find Paranormal Prowlers podcast lurking in the background. Thanks, everyone, and I will see you next week.